Hi, it's Tap Warner. Thanks for tuning in to the For Your Success podcast, an inspirational program about creating the lifestyle and legacy impact you want to have. Your host today is a Christian author, speaker, business coach, and program development expert who will help you design, grow, and delight in doing business as worship, because that is true success. And now, here's my lovely wife, Katie Horner. Hey, hey, my friends, welcome back to the For Your Success podcast. I'm so excited to be talking with you about building your email list this week. One of the important things that we have to do as a business owner is to continually be putting ourselves, our work, our business, the services that we provide out in front of our people. And to put it in front of the people, we got to find the people. And that involves your list building. List building is super important because it's one of the assets in your business that you actually own, that you are in charge of, not like a social media platform that is here today, gone tomorrow, never knowing if it's going to be up or not. In email marketing, people have actually said, yes, please, here's my email address. Send me your information. And you have control of that. And so before we dive into that today, though, And you may want to grab a pen and paper to take some notes in today's episode. Of course, if you're driving, please don't do that. Please be safe and focus on what you're doing here. Let me remind you that there are three ways that you master your email marketing. And so the three pieces of mastering your email marketing is building your list, which if you're not doing that, please come join us over at the New Year New List dot com challenge and we will help you grow your list this month and then the second thing that we're doing is maintaining that list and that is something if you're following me on any of my video channels you will have seen lately that we're posting more about how to maintain your email list over on TikTok or Instagram Reels and our YouTube channel. We're posting that information in little short snippets, tips that you can take away and apply for how to maintain your list. Now, the thing that we're gonna talk about today though is really about how to nurture the people that are on your list. And that's the third part. So the three parts to mastering email marketing is building the list, maintaining the list and nurturing the list. And that's where we wanna land today and dive in. I've got three actionable things that you need to do with your emails in order to continually nurture your list. Now, just like we talk about with our course creation formula, you have to think about the underlying experience that is going into these people who are on your list because there's relationship involved here. We're talking about people, not just AI that are bringing in information and filtering it and spitting things back out. We have people involved. And so there are feelings and there are thoughts and there are memories and there is this emotional side as well as the psychological side and the physical side of them. Isn't that cool, right? But to do that, we have to take into consideration the whole experience for these people. And so in your email list, when you are nurturing those folks that have said yes, that have trusted you enough to give you their name and email, that have asked you for further information, it is your responsibility to nurture that relationship, not to be throwing pitches at them one after the other, but to be giving them value. And value is really big in our business. It's something we spend a lot of time focusing on because you have to be continually building up, speaking life 
into your people if you're going to ever be able to help them. And one of my favorite quotes for business is from Pat Flynn of smartpassiveincome.com. And he says, in order to change someone's life, you have to change their day first. And so your email is one of the ways that you get to change their day. And so just understand that when we're talking about nurturing them, we're talking about giving them value over and over and over again. Even if the point of the email is to get them to click and go do something, we still want to give them enough value in the email that even if they opened it and didn't click, they would feel like they got value from that. And so in every one of these, you're asking, how can I do this and give value? And so the first way that you can be really effective with nurturing through your emails is to stand out. And now how do I do that? Well, you're just another email in the inbox with millions of other emails in their inbox. How could you stand out? These are the questions that you wanna ask. And here's what we recommend. Number one, there's not many people right now yet who have discovered that if you put an emoji in the subject line, it gets more attention. Why? Because it's a picture in the midst of a whole bunch of text on a page. And people's eyes are drawn to the color, they're drawn to that emoji, and it gets their attention in the inbox. And then you evoke curiosity or you ask a question with your subject line, and this will help to get them to open it. So if you use an emoji in the subject line, that's a great idea. Also asking a question or evoking curiosity. Now with this, be careful because you don't want to fall into the clickbait idea, the idea that you are baiting them some way in order to get them to open it and then not delivering on the inside. Whatever you promise in that subject line, you need to deliver, right? But asking the question or evoking that curiosity is a great way to do that. The other thing is to put your subject line in title case. So use all caps on the words as if it was a book title, right? What does this do? Well, it creates a difference in the text that also makes that text stand out in that full page of subject lines that they're looking at in their inbox. So it just grabs a little bit more attention. So that was number one, stand out in their inbox. The number two best practice for nurturing in your emails is to make your emails readable. Now, what do I mean by this? Of course, they're readable. They're words, right? Yes. And you can make them readable in many different ways. What we don't want to do is write books. People are in their email because they're looking for quick and easy answers or they're looking for quick correspondence. How do I get through these messages, respond to the ones I'm responsible for and get on with my day? And so you want to get their attention. You want to make this something that is easy for them to read quickly. If it's gonna take them a lot of time to read, they're most likely gonna click back out and never come back to that email. And so make it skimmable. And by this, I mean like one to two lines at a time in your email. If you always write long emails and you always write long stories in your emails, then your people are used to that, then do it. But break up those paragraphs into a couple of lines at a time so that it's easier to read through. It's easy to skim through that. The other way that you can break up the text to make it easier on the eyes and easier to read is by using bullet points, especially when you have points like I'm giving the three points today. So use bullet points that just helps to organize the content and for the eyes to be able to focus on what's important and that will make it more readable. The next thing to do is to use simple text. We're getting really, really fancy in the email world now and we can have all kinds of colored backgrounds and images and all this fancy text and things that we can put in here. And yet the simple text gets it better because I'm not having to filter through all of the noise in this email to figure out what the most important thing is. And so just 
Use simple text. Be as simple as you can. You may want to use some headings now and then to break up the text, bigger words or bolded words, but just try to be as simple as you can. The other thing is to to bold the important words. If you've got something that you really want them to notice and pick up on, bold that word and that will make it stand out to them. So number one, make it stand out in their inbox. Number two, once they open it, make it readable. Number three, make it clickable. This is a great way to nurture your people because you don't want to just give them value in the inbox. You want to also give them value beyond the inbox. Give them more, over-deliver, right? And so generally, as we're nurturing them, that involves a certain amount of providing information or encouragement or entertainment, whatever the case may be. But you want to make these clickable so that you can continue to give them information, continue to be able to to nurture them further. And so how do we do this? Well, whenever you have something in your email that you want people to click on, one of the ways you can make that more clickable is by putting a button in there rather than just a hyperlinked text. I'm not saying you have to, but I'm saying it might be worth playing with. Why? Because we have been conditioned in internet society to click on buttons, just plain and simple. And if it's an orange button like Amazon uses, all the more, right? And so play around with that idea of testing the buttons to see if it improves the click rates in your emails. The other thing is, if you're going to put a text in that is a clickable link, bold that text, make it stand out for them so that it is uh, more obvious that it is a link. And when you're putting links in here and you're asking for people to click, you're giving that call to action, you want to be sure not to overload them with options, right? A confused mind will not buy. You've heard that expression before. If you give them more than three options to choose from, more than three things to do or go visit in an email, it is likely that they will choose nothing rather than choosing one of those options. So choose three or less. And it is recommendable if you can, depending on, again, the content and the purpose of the email, you want to be thinking about what one action do you want them to take? Maybe that one action is choosing from three different options to be able to communicate something to you, a survey, or to go check out one of three different resources. But in general, we want one email to have the purpose of getting them to take one single action. And those are the most effective emails in our nurturing system. And so if you can get that, also know that the more links that you include in your email from a technology standpoint the less likely that email is to be able to pass the spam filters and actually land in their inboxes. And so be careful about not overloading those emails with lots and lots of links. So there you have it, the three most important things to remember going into this year uh, in terms of email marketing best practices for nurturing your list. If you're still in the list building phase or need a jump start to get your list going growing again, please consider joining us over at newyearnewlist.com. We would love to have you in that challenge with us as we begin the year. And uh, again, if you're in the maintaining stage, please be sure and follow us on our social media video channels so that we can continue to help you grow that email list because the more people you reach, the more people you can serve, the more good you can do in the world. Your message matters, my friend. We'll see you again next week. So I'm Katie Horner of handprintlegacy.com, obsessed with helping faith-based entrepreneurs design, grow, and delight in the business that affords you the lifestyle and legacy impact you want to have. 
It's been my honor today to host you on the For Your Success podcast, and I do hope you'll scroll down wherever you're hearing this and leave me a comment or review. You can get all of today's links and show notes over at foryoursuccesspodcast.com. And until next time, remember, my friend, your message matters. You've been so caught up in figuring out how to market your business the quote right way, you found yourself overwhelmed and your dream a little muddied. What if a simple mindset reset could help you realign your vision, refine your expectations, and revive that dream for your business? I'm Katie Horner, author of The Flamingo Advantage, and for two decades, I've been teaching business owners just like you how to make your business and marketing decisions with faith, with clarity, and with purpose, empowering God's people to live out their best worship through the business. My framework teaches how to realign your mindset and your business practices with God's Word so that you no longer operate in fear or lack of criticism, but in confidence and powerful intention. I'd love to invite you to grab a free copy of my book, Just Pay Shipping, at freeflamingobook.com. You, my friend, have an advantage, and your uniqueness helps you live out God's purpose for you in the world. freeflamingobook.com.